0: Welcome to episode 272 of Live Happy Now. This is Paula Phelps thanking you for choosing to spend some time with us again this week. It's a brand new month, and it's also a brand new season of Live Happy Now. As we start this new season, it seemed like a good time to bring in Live Happy CEO, Deborah Hise, to talk a little bit about how things changed for all of us last season, and what we can expect to see in the coming weeks and months. Deborah, thank you so much for coming back on Live Happy Now. I'm so excited to be here today. I mean,
1: we're kicking off our sixth season. Isn't that unbelievable?
0: Yeah, I think this might work out for us. I think maybe
1: we have something to do with our time for the next few weeks anyway.
0: I think so. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I wanted to kick off the season in particular with you because things changed for us last season. Things changed for everybody last season. And I kind of want to talk about how we've used this time to take a sort of different approach with Live Happy Now.
1: Well, the world certainly has changed. I don't think anybody listening to this would have any question about what we're talking about. But that's not you know, with uh, <laughs> it's not breaking news. I don't think COVID nineteen is news anymore, breaking news anymore. Certainly, it's still news. And you know, then we have other things like Black Lives Matter, which Black Lives Matter. And we have so much going on in the world, and you know, it almost feels like the world is going a little bit crazy at times, but. You're right. We did make an adjustment last season, and and I think it was the right direction for us.
0: Yeah, because I know you and I had talked as things started unfolding back in March about how maybe this was the time to change the approach of always doing a broad topic and really drill down into what we were feeling at this time. That was the first time we've ever been so specific in topics that we approach.
1: Well, yeah, I think there's so much in our space. There's so much about positive psychology. There's so much about living happy. There's so much that is evergreen. It's common practice or uncommon practice, actually, but it's knowledge of these are things that we can do at any point in time to improve our overall well-being and the overall well-being of our communities and our children and our families and and the world, ultimately. But in this particular time, we know a lot of people are having very different, stressful, anxiety-ridden thoughts and moments. And it's perfectly understandable, but we thought if we pivot a little bit to talk about what's going on right now and to really narrow in the focus of our conversations, that we would be giving people a tool that they could use right now as opposed to a life philosophy, which is what so much of our content has been. And By the way, it's still applicable if you want to go back and listen to the hundreds of episodes we've already done. So much of that is evergreen content. But really focusing in on what we can do today to make a difference in the lives of our listeners. And the reality is, it has made a difference. And we can tell that because in a time frame where Podcast listening is declining, uh, largely because nobody's commuting or driving or traveling for business. Some people are, but not everybody is. Our listener rates and our downloads have actually gone up since we made the pivot, but I think they've also gone up because people are looking for something positive to combat all of the negativity that they're faced with when they turn on the news or even open their phone first thing in the morning to check what's going on today.
0: Yeah, I know for myself that's been a huge tool. The fact that I know I have to do this every week. And so what am I immersing myself in? Is like, who are we going to talk to? What are we talking about? And that's been extremely helpful just for my own well-being to keep me on track and keep me focused on, okay, yeah, there are a lot of things going on outside, but I also have the skill set and the tools to manage these things.
1: Well, and you're right. It's a toolkit. It's putting together a toolkit of things to help you manage your emotions and your reactions and, and help your family and your communities deal with those things. Because the reality is, whatever reality is going forward, you know, we all talk about the new reality. I don't think any of us know what that is yet. Whatever reality is going forward, we're really building a toolkit to provide ourselves resilience and optimism and the ability to look forward and make progress and take the actions that we want to take in our own lives in spite of the rest of the world or the rest of the chaos we're in. But that toolkit has been essential. I mean, I know it's essential for me. It's too easy, you know, working remotely for the first time in my life. I mean, I've always been get up, go to the office. The last six months have been the first time in my life I've been, I get up in the morning and my commute is measured in steps instead of (laughs) minutes. (laughs) You know, that's a new reality for me. And how do I deal with that I'm going to call it social isolation, although I'm not isolated socially because we certainly have family chaos going on in the background, but that social isolation from the workplace, that change in daily routine, which has been upheaval, has caused upheaval in a lot of people's lives. But I know um, a lot of the interviews we did the last half of last season were really impactful in helping me adjust to my new normal.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you're a parent, so I'd love to hear how some of these things apply as a parent and even what it's like to have children that you're raising in this time because now it makes me realize how fortunate I was to grow up when I did. We didn't have any of these things to worry about. So what's that like, and how do you apply these to your kids' lives?
1: Well, first off, this has been the longest summer ever.
0: (laughs) Endless summer, baby. (laughs) It's endless
1: summer. You know, it's really, it's different to explain to your children what's going on in the world and how to be safe and and coronavirus. And then you add on to that Black Lives Matter. And it's very difficult for children to understand. And particularly my children, they're in their formative years. You know, they're eight to 13. So my children are right in that time frame where they have their own opinions and their own worldview, but it hasn't necessarily been tested yet. Well, this is really testing their worldview. I'm hopeful that it is not breeding a lot of lifelong fear. We always talk about, you know, the positive things, you know, that we do these things so that we stay safe when it comes to coronavirus. Not that we're terrified or fearful, more just that it's the smart thing to do. And then you couple that with distance education. I mean, how many people listening to this podcast, how many parents are there out there in the world that suddenly became full-time employees and teachers at the Mm -hmm. same time with a different job? I think that was a bigger stress on most families than the world realizes, that people who don't have kids realize. I think if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we stay on maximizing activity, positive activity, family time, You know, one of the things that we've done a lot more of that we didn't do before is we always played board games, but we make a point of playing board games, of turning off electronics, of spending time together as a family. There's no excuse not to eat dinner together anymore, folks, because you're all in the same house. (laughs) Just (laughs) turn off the TV and spend five minutes.
0: Pull them out of that bedroom and say, come on down.
1: Yeah. But I tell you, one of the things I am concerned the most about is education what are children missing out in education and you know we've got a you know the international positive education network which we've covered multiple times on this podcast and of which i'm still very proud to be part of the board of directors of we're doing a virtual conference global conference on october 27th and one of the things that you know we're going to talk about is what does positive education mean when you're distance learning how do you build that toolkit of self resilience self esteem into a distance learning education. So I'm excited to hear a little more about that this year.
0: Yeah, because how are we going to, that's interesting because we do need to adjust overall because kids aren't all getting the same education now. Well, they're not.
1: I mean, we still have, my children are fortunate. We have broadband internet. They live in a community where, you know, they're even going to be able to take band online if they need to. Yeah. But what do you do for communities that you don't have broadband internet. And I'm just not just talking about the United States. I'm talking about lots of communities where there's no broadband internet. How do you balance risk with the need for education? And then how do you build those necessary tools, that toolkit we're talking about, into your children and into students so that they don't miss out on the development, their social development or their peer development, you know, how they interact with their friends. I just think this is a very interesting time, and it it is going to cause us to have to, we're going to have to rethink a lot of things. And one of them is, what does social development do in the age of the internet? You and I've talked how many times about how trade high tech for high touch? Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times have we had that conversation? And suddenly, high touch isn't isn't a possibility. Yeah, it's off the table. It's off the table. So how do we look at creating that same bond of trust and that same you know, connectiveness you feel when you have a cup of coffee with somebody when you're having a Zoom conversation with them. These are interesting topics, and I'm really looking forward to exploring these in season six.
0: Yeah, and that's a good thing, I guess. We don't have a shortage of topics. It's not like I'm ever going to call you up and say, Deb, I'm just not sure we have anything else to talk about.
1: The world's a completely happy place. Everybody's getting along, and we have nothing but optimism in the world, right?
0: (laughs) Squad goals. Yes. Uh, You know, another thing that we did that we, you and I launched a couple months ago are the daily happiness briefings. You want to talk oh, yeah. about that for a minute?
1: I do because they're so much fun. They're fun for my kids because they can say, Alexa, give me my daily happiness briefing and then they get to hear mom. So That's
0: so awesome.
1: <laughs> they think that's funny. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. So just so for those of you who haven't clued into it or checked it out yet, you know, you can go on Amazon and you have to set up your daily news briefing and there's a way you can do that. And then you select happiness briefing as one of the topics you want to hear. So at my house, we get happiness and the weather and we're done because we get enough news by looking on our phones for the news. But you can set it up and first thing in the morning or any time of the day, you can just say, hey, give me my daily happiness briefing or give me my daily briefing and it'll give you the topics you've selected. But no, what we're really doing is reminding you guys through these daily happiness briefings, sometimes it's of a particular day, like it's National Joke Day or National Neighbor Day, or something like that. But mostly, what they're really doing is giving you access to content on particular topics. So, we might be talking about a specific topic, and we'll point you through the daily happiness briefing to a podcast or an article we've done in the past or are posting currently to get more information. But I think it's a really cool thing we've been doing, and I've been having fun doing them, Paula. How about you?
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun because, again, every time I I do that, I have to, it reminds me. It serves as a reminder and reinforcement of the good in the world, of what our mission really is.
1: Well, and we have so much content out there that is absolutely evergreen, and a lot of it is relevant for what's going on in the world right now, as well as being evergreen in general. You know, there are millions of people who haven't heard that content yet. I'd be remiss if I didn't remind our listeners today that uh, we're starting season six, but Tell your friends and family, here's, here's something you can do, listen to while you're cleaning the house, while you're trying to deplug from your workplace, trying to make that transition. Taking your dog for a walk if your dog needs another walk. I don't think many dogs right now in the world need more walks.
0: But taking your <laughs> dog for a walk. They're going on strike. <laughs> uh,
1: making sure you're getting outside and moving, by the way. I have to remind everybody of that. No, we, we have to be socially distanced right now. We're all being socially distanced right now. Doesn't mean you can't go for a walk doesn't mean you can't move. But take along a great podcast with you when you do. Share with your friends. I mean, who doesn't want more optimism in the world? Help your friends and neighbors and family members become part of our uh, happy activist group here at Live Happy.
0: Yeah. And the great thing about the happiness briefing is it only takes a minute of your day.
1: It does only take a minute of your day, but it might might send you down that rabbit hole of finding more information.
0: Which isn't such a bad thing? Warning: You might walk away happy. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So we we did some things with season five that we had no plans of doing when we entered it, and that's worked out great. And now we're going to jump into season six. And as you and I were talking, we know we're going to you know cover IPEN, but there's a lot of things that are still uncertain for us. Yeah, and we're we're
1: just going to try and remain timely with what we're doing. I mean, there's so much good content coming out. There is just a tremendous amount of concern in the world, but there's also just a phenomenal group of researchers and scientists and authors and experts and that are trying to help us get through this strange time. And, you know, we always talk about getting back to normal. I don't know what normal is. I just know that whatever we is going on in the world and wherever we are right now, we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and taking care of our communities, taking care of our families. And there's a lot of experts who are gonna give us information on how to do that. And there's gonna be a lot coming out and I don't know what it is yet and neither do you.
0: Right, right. And I guess that's what's exciting. You know, as you know, usually we have our seasons planned pretty well in advance, a couple months at a time and we'll block those off.
1: Yeah, we've been able to do that. You know, when you're only focused on uh, new research and books that are coming out, we've been able to do that in the past. But now I think we're, and, and I'm glad, you know, for whatever reason, I'm glad we made the shift. Now I think we're looking for more timely topics and things that speak to us right now. Of course, there'll be other, other types of conversations, but, you know, the right now, I think people are looking for that. What can I do today that's going to make a difference? Or what mm-hmm. can I learn
0: today that's going to make a difference? Right. Right, and that's one thing I do want to say that for anyone listening, if there are topics that you want us to explore, we want to hear that. You can go on our Facebook page. You can email us at editor at livehappy There's ways you can reach out, and we do want to know what it is that you want to hear more of.
1: Yeah, I want to know what they want to hear more of, and I want to know what they liked about what we did, and if they didn't like something, tell us what they didn't like. But I think we're here to serve, and so help us serve you better. Let us know. Let us know how we can help. Help me help you. There you go. Help me help
0: you help you. (laughs) So what are you most excited about? Excitement isn't a word you hear a lot of right now. People, when you say, what are you excited about the future that people kind of grumble at you, but you are, I know from conversations that we have, you always have things that you're looking forward to. You really are able to put aside the things that are going on and look at the fact that we have so many great things still going on inside ourselves, inside our families. So what is it you're most excited about seeing in the next couple of months coming up? Well, for me
1: personally, it's been, a, it's been a different journey. This is the longest time I have ever spent not on an airplane, I think, since I became an adult, which means that at night I'm at home, which is unusual for me to be at home or with my children for, I think, we're approaching 180 days. It's, an, it's an <laughs> But who's unusual- counting? <laughs> but, well, I don't, I, I'm guessing, it's probably more like 160, but it's been great. But I am looking forward, really, to getting this distance thing perfected. By perfected, I don't believe perfection exists. I think, I think it's a misnomer. But I do think what we've done in the world since April, to advance digital communications, to advance digital meetings, to make... People more comfortable working from home, to make working from home more than normal. I do think that I'm looking forward to the the shift in reality that we can have, and this is something that you know I don't actually believe in, we can have more work life balance. We really can do everything we need to do at work and have time for our families. It is not only possible, most of us are doing it right now. And for me, I think it's probably the first time in my life that I felt like, okay, I'm not being tugged in three different directions. And I still go to the office. I mean, I'm one of those people who never completely quit going to the office. I go to the office two or three days a week. But I'm looking forward to the world making that adjustment, that getting out of the rat race as being the norm. That I think that, I don't want to say there was anything good about the pandemic, but one thing I think it's taught us, particularly as Americans, because we're particularly bad at the work-life balance thing. But I think one of the things the pandemic has brought to us is that just because people are working from home and have life outside of work doesn't mean your business is going to fail. It really has brought to light the fact that we can make better use of our time. We can be more engaged with our families. We can actually have better conversations. And we don't need to be running this rat race as we come back out of the pandemic, because I do believe that this is a moment in time, but I think this moment in time is gonna create a huge cultural shift towards you know, more flexibility. And I think it's a good thing. So I'm excited about that. I look at my own life and I look at the lives of people around me and I think, you know what, we need to figure out how to maximize this for productivity, but also maximize it for our own personal, spiritual, mental, physical health. I think it's given us an opportunity to examine things we wouldn't have examined. So I don't know what the answer is to tell you what I'm looking forward to, but I'm super excited about what's
0: going on. That's terrific. And and I have one more thing I want to ask you about because there is some divisiveness in our world that just seems no. to keep, I know, I know, you'd, spoiler alert, and it, it seems to be getting worse right now, rather than at a time you'd think we'd be coming together and it feels like that's not happening. What do you see in the future, like in terms of the future of kindness, how is this going to, to get bridged?
1: Well, I think we need to have a lot more dialogue about kindness. I think that we've gone. We have a couple weird things going on in the world, and, and you know these are the opinions of Deborah Heiss, so I'm going to disclaim these. <laughs> um, but I, but I think we have you know a couple weird things going on in the world. First of all, I do think the vast majority of people, and I will always believe this, and and I don't. You can point out every bad action every human being's ever taken, but I do think the vast majority of people are kind, and good, and welcoming, and tolerant, and filled with love and not hatred. I just think that's the human norm. Unfortunately, various things happen, which cause us as humanity to have to demand change. And I think there's a lot of that going on right now. And when you have a group that's demanding justifiable change, for whatever reason, I'm not talking about one particular issue here, I'm talking about lots of issues. You have a group that goes too far. And then you have Mm -hmm. another group that pulls back. And, you know, if you look back over history, we've had these times before. They've been slightly different, and they've been on different topics and different subjects. You you know, you can talk about the Vietnam War in the late 1960s, early 1970s, and whichever side you came down on in that debate, you can absolutely say there was an active debate. But I think we end up better for them for the most part. But I do think that we need to prioritize kindness, and I'm going to say tolerance, and I'm not talking about tolerance of extreme views. I'm talking about tolerance of people as human beings. There's a big difference there, yeah, but i I do think we need you know it's okay to tell somebody, I disagree vehemently with your views. There is nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that they become other. They are still human and still people. And I think that you know, we've got a lot of work getting back to that normal. I think we're at a moment in time where some people need and deserve to be heard, and that's what we're seeing right now. And I think that the next four, five, six months, we're going to see a lot of change as a result, and I think it's going to be good change. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to be change for the better, because it usually is. You can have change without violence, you can have change without demeaning others. You can have healthy dialogue. but that's what it's going to take is a lot of healthy dialogue.
0: All right. well, we'll keep following that dialogue and see what we can contribute to it.
1: Yeah, and you know, certainly uh, not being an expert on any <laughs> on any any of it. I think you and I enjoy having the other people out there in the world share and learn. It's it's going to be an interesting season.
0: It will. It will. So, Deb, thank you for coming on and talking about it and I'm sure you'll be back again at some point during the season, probably one or two points to talk about what we've got going on and keeping us on point as things continue to evolve. If you'll have me, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have a great day. (laughs) Thanks, Paula. That was Live Happy CEO, Deborah Hise, kicking off a brand new season of Live Happy Now. We look forward to hearing from you and learning what you'd like to hear more of or what you'd like to hear less of. You can email us at editor at livehappy.com or visit our Live Happy Facebook page. That's all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps, reminding you to make every day a happy one.